0: The trailer park,
1: once from the farm, rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life, a grain of salt and lime Living, loving, laughing. We're having a good time. Nothing too deep, won't tell you how to vote. Two send up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up really.
0: Loving, We're having a good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay. I'm your host and I am having a good time. You are having a good time. We're having a good time. Uh, I know that the world is in a pandemic right now, but that doesn't mean we still can't have a good time. Uh, we just, you know, we can't go out into public spaces and gatherings of larger than 10. But you know what? With the amount of people that seem to have anxiety these days and the people who seem to have what they like to call social awkwardness, this is perfect. Who needs gatherings of larger than 10 people? We're not going out to eat in restaurants. We're probably cooking at home, which is great for our bodies. This is a nice reset. Now, that being said, if you're out of work, um, I'm very sorry to hear that. That is unfortunate. Uh, A lot of people are out of work right now. I had several neighbors who've lost jobs. I have a neighbor that uh, she does, um, you know, she cuts people's hair. And someone asked her, they said, What are you doing about social distancing? And she's like, Well, I'm going to be cutting your hair, so there's not really much I can do about that. So a lot of people, she said, were canceling on her. I get it. A neighbor of mine does events. Another neighbor of mine does, uh, he prints T-shirts for musicians and comedians. Actually, he prints my T-shirts. And uh, they're not doing that great right now because people aren't touring. Uh, Also, comedians are out of work, like myself. I am currently... uh, i have no gigs but you know what uh, i've been a little slack about the podcast and i hope to be better about it it's just the uh, matter of sitting down and doing it i mean i've been pretty busy with other things but in, but before we get into that let's do a little where we've been where we're going where they going where they been where they going where they been Where we're going where we've been okay tonight I'm gonna be at Zaney's in Nashville but you can't come no one can come. it's not gonna be a regular stand-up comedy show. It's gonna be a um, uh, it's gonna be a um, live stream. Uh, it's gonna be comics uh, me, Aaron Weber, Brian Covington also known as B Cove and then Nate Bargazzi as well as a special guest. I don't know who that special guest will be, but it's listed. Uh, Could be someone special, but uh, obviously someone special because it's a special guest. But tune into that. You can tune in uh, many, many ways. Uh, You could go to the Stand Up Live page. uh, That's out of Huntsville. You could go to their page. You could go to the Zanies Facebook fan page. You could go to Nate Bargatze's fan page. But the best way is to go to my fan page, at Dusty Slay, and uh, listen to us talk. I don't know what we're going to do, but it, it's guaranteed to be a good, fun, old time. Bunch of, bunch of southern, southern gents sitting in a room talking to each other. Uh, it's going to be a great time. You're going to love it. So tune into that tonight at – let me go ahead and get you the time because as I'm pitching it, I realize that I'm not telling you what time – but you, it will be this Friday at seven o'clock. That's Central Time. That's going to be a lot of fun. Nate Bragazzi, myself, Brian Covington, Aaron Weber, and a, and and it says and special guests, so it could be multiple guests. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, so that's where I'm going. And as I i I was recording this podcast for a while. And then realized it wasn't recording. So my apologies if I repeat things, but I just want to talk about, you know, as I say, a lot of people are out of work right now. Very unfortunate. And uh, uh, like I was supposed to be in Cleveland, Ohio this weekend at Hilarities, which is a club that I really enjoy. I have a lot of fun there at Cleveland uh, and and, and a lot of fun and hilarities. But that weekend has been canceled. Hopefully not canceled, just postponed. We'll do it again. And then next week, I was supposed to be at Rhode Island at Comedy Connection. And I've never been to Rhode Island. I was really looking forward to it. That's been canceled. We're holding out for my next week, which will be the first week of April at... um at uh cap city comedy club in austin texas i've done that once before with the comedian brad williams i only did one night there and it was a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to going back so i hope that date holds up but if it does not we will get back there as well so rhode island has already been rescheduled for june i think so it's all happening everything's going to be good as long as we uh, you know, get rid of the virus, come back. I think we'll all be fine. But I do apologize if you're out of work. Um, you know, and 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 the reason that we're doing this thing at Zany's tonight is a live stream and hope to raise money for the serving staff of of those clubs because all the servers are out of work now. That being said, if you don't have the money to donate anything, just watch. Just come in and watch. I mean, if you're if you you know, because a lot of people are out of work. So if you don't have the money, just Just tune in, enjoy the laughs. Don't feel obligated to donate. But if you do, you know, if you do have the money, if you have a wealth of uh, abundance of wealth, uh, you know, throw in some money. But I think the hope is that if everybody could throw in five or 10 bucks, then it could actually make an impact on some of these servers' lives. And, you know, I mean, but my understanding is a lot of things are happening. A lot of like if you have student loans, the entrance rates have been postponed, some mortgage companies have been postponing payments uh i think my gas company even said we're waiving late fees if you can't get it right now so i think it's all going to be fine i think when the world shuts down everybody's like all right we're all shutting down we're all shutting down you know so i don't know i don't know how things work i just um you know, I'm excited to be in Tennessee and not a giant city. I will say that my friend is in LA right now and he is frantically trying to get out of there. He's like, he was ready to move anyway. He's like, I'm about ready. I'm about done with this place. And now he's like, all right, I'm trying to get out of here right now. So he's trying to pack his car up and roll out and drive back to Georgia. And, uh, you know, get back to the South. I mean, if, uh, if it all goes down, I'm getting in my car and I'm going to my dad's house, uh, out in Alabama, out on a farm in Alabama where he's got a well and some cows out in the pasture. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I've never seen anything like this before. It's hilarious to me. I've never seen anything like this where, where like everything is shutting down. Like, Part of me wants to believe that the virus doesn't even exist, but I have friends that work at hospitals and they're like, Dusty, it exists. It's real. And I'm like, I don't know. Can I trust you? You've been compromised by the healthcare industry, but uh, but they're like, it's real. And so, but when when you see everything around you start to shut down and restaurants are now have, in Nashville here, restaurants now have to close. I'm like, all right, well, maybe, maybe there is something going around, but you, then you also hear that not very many people are dying and then I hear Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson has it and and but they're on Instagram posting funny videos and then and then uh, iris Idris Elba I've been watching the office lately because I got all the office on DVD so I've been cutting through that while this has been happening and Idris Elba has a character on there if you've never seen it he has a character on there at one time and I do not like his character on the show now I know the guy's a great actor. But sometimes someone plays a role so well that it makes you not like them as a person. Like in Wedding Crashers, Brad um, – I forget his name, but um, – yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff since then. But he was he was a real douche in the movie Wedding Crashers, and it made me not like him as a person. Now, he's done enough work since then to redeem himself, but I haven't seen enough Idris Elba movies, so he has not redeemed himself to me. Of course, I would not tell, them, tell him that to his face, but – uh, so he's got it, but he's like, I have no symptoms. So I'm like, wait, everybody out here has, everybody out here with a bunch of symptoms can't get a test. And celebrities are like, yeah, I got tested. I got it. <laughs> I got no symptoms, but I got it. And Kevin Durant has it now. It's like, it's almost like the new cool trendy thing. If you're a celebrity, you're like, yeah, I got the coronavirus. Well, I don't want it. I don't want the coronavirus. I don't want anything to do with any virus. I don't want the regular flu or the coronavirus flu. So, you know, and there's, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people seem to come together. I've been watching a lot of the news and I've been seeing like Andrew Cuomo, the the governor of New York and uh, – who is it? The uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, who all seem to never get along with the president, right? They all seem to be warring with each other. Both of them have come out and said Trump is doing a really good job with this. So I don't know. I don't know who's doing a good job and who's not. But I know when people are like, we uh, hate the president but he's doing a really good job. Even Ilan Omar, like out of um, Minnesota, who's notoriously not a fan of Trump, is saying that she really likes some of the, a lot of the things that he's doing. And this is not to get political in any kind of way. It's to you know, and hope to put some information out there to ease people's mind because when all you hear is this is not being handled well, this then it could lead you to freak out. And I'm just what I'm seeing is people that typically don't like the president are saying he's actually doing a really good job so uh you know i'm just putting that out there i don't know what anybody's doing i don't know i mean people could say i'm doing a great job and i don't know that they're doing a good job who knows right but we're having a good time here i've been watching the office i've been watching a bunch of movies i got a lot of dvds i've been watching a lot of movies i've been painting the garage i've been getting out there i've been reorganizing my garage i bought a house not too long ago and I've been gone so much I haven't had an opportunity to do a lot of things so i I took all the things that were off the wall in the garage and I filled in all the holes and then I've been painting and now I got a little more paint for the floor in the garage I'm really going to make it a really a special hangout out there and then I cut the grass, I bought a lawnmower, I put my lawnmower together I cut the grass I got a weed eater I've been weed eating out there i've been growing i got a car i got a garlic plant growing i got a um A potato plant growing I got uh, I built shelves for my windows that I can put plants on I mean I've been on it I've made a video uh, that was very well received and fake people out I don't know if I've already talked about this one or if it was on the podcast where I wasn't recording but I created a video where it looked like I was on the news Uh, And it fooled a lot of people. A lot of people thought it was on the news. It didn't do as well as I hoped it would do. I hope it would go viral and then my career would take off when it comes back. But it did not. And that's okay. Um, And, uh, oh, you know, I wanted to talk about where I've been. Because I talked about it a little bit on the live stream last week with uh, Connor and Aaron. But that live stream was a bit unorganized. So I'd like to come back And talk about what I did my final week of comedy. I was down in Sarasota, Florida, a place I had never been to before. Beautiful place. And I was at a comedy club called McCurdy's Comedy Theater. They didn't call it a comedy club. They called it a theater. And it was – it did feel like like an improv theater. It felt like it was really well set up. And Connor Larson uh, opened for me. He featured for me. And then Les McCurdy, the owner of the club, was the host – and I just had an incredible time. I just want to say I did Wednesday, Thursday, one show each, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, an additional show Sunday. And I loved it. I had some of my, I mean, it was an amazing weekend to begin the coronavirus shutdown, right? Because I, I would hate to end on a week that I hated, you know? So I ended on a week that I really enjoyed and I feel good about it. I, I I just love that. I don't know how I can express how much I enjoyed the weekend there. I just think Les McCurdy does a really good job of running the club. He cares about the club. The week before, I was in, you know, Detroit at the Comedy Castle. The owner, uh, Mark Ridley, uh, came to my show in Sarasota. Mark Ridley also runs a great comedy club. And I just had back to back weeks at places that I really enjoyed. And now I, and now I'm off. Uh, I enjoy the break. I, I think I wanted to do a recap of all the weeks that I had done in a row, but I really think it was something like 34 weeks in a row that I was on the road. Now I came home, but every weekend I left for like 34 weeks and now I'm back and now I'm resting and it feels good to get the rest. I won't lie. And I've been really doing some stuff. I got a lot of home projects going on. And, I, you know, other than the fact that I'm not making money, I'm enjoying this because I, there's stuff I've been wanting to do for a while, stuff I've been wanting to build, and now I'm able to do it. So that's all I wanted to say about that. I mean, if if other things – oh, you know what? Connor Larson is from Sarasota. So while I was there, his family came to – many of our shows. And I got to hang with his dad a little bit. His dad, very cool, very nice guy. Lawyer told me some horrendous stories. I'd like to tell you one right now. He represents, I don't know what he does. He's a lawyer. I don't know exactly what he does, but he just told me a story. So he said that there was a time and he was, I guess, representing this guy. Again, I don't know the cases. I don't know. All I I know is this story that he told me. That there was a guy, he was sitting in a bar like a pool hall type bar. They were hanging out, having some drinks, smoking some cigarettes, you know, just having a good time. And it got a little hot in there. And so they had an air conditioner unit that was above the old cigarette machines, the machine with the knob on it that you pull and you get your cigarettes out like a vending machine for cigarettes and he wanted to adjust the temperature of the air conditioner so he stepped up on that machine he stepped up on a couple of them and there was a pool table behind him a couple of guys were playing pool and you know how when you're playing pool uh when it's not your shot you'll kind of rest back you have the bottom of the pool cue on the ground and you're holding it somewhere around the top and you're t- probably talking some trash about the other guy playing pool telling him he can't shoot trying to distract him make like, so so you can win So the guy gets done adjusting the air conditioner and just kind of leaps back off the cigarette machine. He lands his butt on the top of that pool cue. Somehow it lines up just perfectly. It goes through the pants he's wearing into his butt. It goes into his butt 12 inches and breaks off. That silence was on purpose. Can you imagine what that felt like? Oh my goodness. Broke off. I mean, I've had some poops before that I'm like uncomfortable with, but man, a p- pool cue? Dang. There used to be story, you know, I feel like this rumor was around in every school, but there used to be a story of a girl who, you know, was pleasuring herself with like a frozen hot dog and it broke off inside of her, (laughs) you know what I mean? But dang, a 12-inch pool cue, wow, this podcast is off the rails, and um, I'm excited. So if you are not following me on social media Be sure to do that. I have a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter. During this time, I'm going to try to bring you content that I find is fun and light. And I also just, I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of videos, a lot of free content up there that you can just go and watch. I have a lot of travel videos where you can see a lot of cities. I have a few videos that I want to get edited and put out. I don't know that I'll do it. I like to edit on a plane. And I just get tired. I mean, during this time, I just get tired of staring at screens. So I just get out and I just enjoy myself outside. But I'd like to try to edit those. So follow that, my YouTube channel. But even if I don't put out new stuff, if you're not following me currently, I have a ton of videos on there. And then I just got on TikTok last night and I never thought that I would. I hated the TikTok ads, but yet here I am. And I had a lot of fun playing around with it last night. I mean, one video I posted already has 24,000 likes or 24,000 views. So I'm like, okay, this is a little something here. I'm into this. So check that out. TikTok, get on it. What's this button?
1: I said food on the road. Food on the road.
0: Food on the road. You're not allowed to go to a restaurant in Nashville right now. You can't go. They said takeout only. You can only get takeout. So... Food on the road is out, plus I've not been eating out a lot. But what was the last good place I had for food on the road? What was the last one? We may never know. Oh, I I met up with a couple of my cousins. I had uh, some long-lost cousins that I ran into down in Sarasota, and they took me to uh, an Italian restaurant that I'll never remember the name, but I had some beef ravioli which I haven't had ravioli in a long time, and I thought, hey, this is a nice establishment. Why not cut open a can, pour it, bring it on out? And uh, so we did that. I, um, I'm i going to try to – maybe I'll try to tell some story, but this is, this is a thing I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the White Album by the Beatles. I had talked about this on the last episode and how, geez, I'm – putting on Spotify, and Spotify's trying to tell me how how to stop the coronavirus. I mean, everywhere I go, it's coronavirus stopping. But I like country music. Country music is my favorite. But the Beatles' White Album, to me, is a lot like a country album. A lot of the Beatles songs are like country. And This is what I want to tell you. I want to tell you how I got into the Beatles. I think that I already said this a couple weeks ago, but I'd like to talk about it again. When I was younger, I I read a Charles Manson book. I read Manson in his own words. I was a bit of a weirdo at at some point in my life, and when I was in high school, there was no – there was no internet, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to date myself, but there was no internet. I mean, I know that's hard for some of us to even imagine a time when there would be no internet, but there wasn't. And every once in a while, there would be some videos that would come up of Charles Manson on the TV. And I thought, what a fascinating psychopath, you know, it's like, Nowadays, all we got to do is go on the internet, go to YouTube, type in psychopath and we can watch them all day. But back then you would only get a glimpse of it. So I wanted to find out more about this guy. And there was a book written called Helter Skelter. And I, in my searching, I found another book called Manson in his own words. And I thought, well, that's better. That's what I want to read. I don't want to read about some weirdo writer writing a book. I want this guy telling me his own stuff, so I read it, and he talked about being inspired by the book, Hel- by the song Helter Skelter. So that was on the white album, and I was like, "Well, I want to listen to that." And in that time, I could not just, I could not just pull it up on YouTube and Spotify and listen to it. I couldn't find it anywhere unless I wanted to buy the album that it was on. So I went to my local music store in the mall. If you're from the Opelika, Auburn area, it would be the Village Mall at the time. Now it's called the Auburn Mall, I think. It was the Village Mall at the time. And I went down there, went into the music store. I don't remember. I want to say it was blockbuster music, maybe millennial music, something like that. And I went in and I found it, the White Album. But it was $30 and I was like, oh, jeez, $30. Who has that kind of money? So I saved up and I bought it. And then I got it. I finally got it. $30 to listen to one song. And here it is. Just a bit of it. Okay, so there it is. So... $30. $30. I got this. Now, t- keep in mind, I'm probably 16, 17 at the time. And up until this point, I mean, I've been a nonstop country fan. My entire life, I was a country music fan. Country music was the only thing that I liked. There was one band that my mom used to listen to a pretty good bit in the car. And so, whenever, um, so she would, um, she would listen to that. And she would listen to country and then, um, and then she would listen to, uh, Bon Jovi. So we would listen to, uh, Bon Jovi and country music. That was all we had. And I wanted to play the one song. Oh, this is the song that my mom really liked. We, we both knew the words to this. We would sing this song all the time. Me and my mom used to jam to this song all the time, Bon Jovi. Just think about me and my mom riding around in a white Oldsmobile singing this. I'm probably 10 singing this song. What am I even talking about? Here it is. This is where it hits. Okay, so so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. It's country music. It's Bon Jovi. That's my life. Country music and Bon Jovi. So then I'm 16. I got a red Ford Bronco. It's a 1984 Ford Bronco Two, Not like an OJ Bronco, the smaller version. Uncle Buck's girlfriend drove this in the movie Uncle Buck and, uh, and I had a Ford Bronco 2, 1984, it had a Mustang motor in it, and it didn't match up, so the starter was really bad, so every time I would crank it, it would go, ah! but it looked really good, it was red, it had, I had, my dad bought me some chrome rims and put on it, I had a pretty good stereo in there, no air conditioner, pleather seats, so I'd ride around with my shirt off a lot, with sweat puddles in the seat, and I, for the first time had control of the radio and I started listening to the radio and one of the first songs that I heard during this time was this song you know this song Okay, so I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. What, what are these songs? Tell me more about these songs. This song was also a big hit. I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to like this song at the time, but I remember singing to this song quite a bit. I was like, who is this phenom? This was my favorite part right here. Let's see. About right here. Okay, that's enough of that. I can't find it. But <laughs> but I'm like, wow. And now that to be and I'm being completely honest, that was the only song of hers I ever liked. But I didn't know that, you know, I didn't even know about pop. I didn't know that and I, I mean I guess I knew that pop existed but at the time I mean my parents had controlled the radio the whole time I mean these were the when I would ride around with my dad this is the kind of song I would listen to with my dad Now don't get me wrong, I love Elvira. I'm a big fan of that song. But this is so this was my world, you know. My dad, you know, he doesn't even uh he my dad is not even that into country. My dad likes um he likes groups of of men that just sing. He like like um like the Statler brothers. Now this was before
1: you're concerned about my happiness. But all that thought you given me is I guess. I were-
0: now of course, everybody, of course, this is me, I'm rolling my eyes as I'm saying this. Everybody likes this song now, right? Because Bruce Willis was listening to this song when his car got hit in the in the movie uh uh pulp fiction right but i'm listening to this before pulp fiction i liked johnny cash before johnny cash came out with the song hurt and then suddenly the entire world was a johnny cash fan i was on the cutting edge of country music i mean i know everything country in i mean in this but now I'm, I got this whole new world open to me. This was a big song when I first got my car.
1: Hanging around downtown by myself And I had so much time To sit and think about myself And then there she was Like double cherry pie Yet yeah, there she was Like disco super
0: flying I was a very naive kid. I'm listening to these songs. I don't know what they're saying. I'm pretty sure a girl that I used to work with at Western Sizzling was propositioning me for sex uh, while I was uh, – because we started talking about this song. And I – looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely what she was doing. But um, uh, I had no idea. I mean I'm, I was a country guy, and these were songs that, that were on the radio And uh here's another one. This was one that I was really into. Now keep in mind, my dad was always around. My parents got divorced when I was two, but for the majority of my life, I lived in a trailer with my mom and two sisters. Now, I was a big fan of Grease. I like the movie Grease. I mean, I can still sing most of the soundtrack. I got chills, they're multiplying, and I'm losing control. You know what I mean? I mean, summer lovin' had me a blast. Summer lovin' happened so fast. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, I can do um, Grease all day. Uh, so I'm raised, So then, then I'm being exposed to new music, but new music that's on the radio. This was a song that was on the radio. I, when I first bought CDs, I bought Matchbox 20, Push, the song that we've already played, and then I bought this CD because of this song. Is this taking you back, let it take you back. Don't judge it, let it take you back. Just feel it.
1: I'll be your dream, I will be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be-
0: I mean, this song, this, I mean, this stuff was popping and I was just finding it. There's, I want to play a couple more. I mean, cause this is, I, actually I'm having a lot of fun with this. And, uh, but this is, this is what was happening. I mean, um, let's see, this song was out. Um, yeah, this one, I own this CD and, um, and, oh gosh. Uh, Okay, here it is. This song was also a big hit. Now, when New Kids on the Block came out, I was still too young, right? I was still too young. I never got into New Kids on the Block. And my cousin, she was a bit older than me. I remember her coming over to my dad's house, and she was into New Kids on the Block. And I remember them putting in like a VHS of it. And my dad was like, that's a bunch of boys singing, right? Meanwhile, my dad loved men singing. But, um, he, he really downplayed it. So I didn't, I wasn't into that. And then I found, uh, I think it's this song. Okay, so that somehow doesn't seem like this. This one says it came out in, in 90. That one says 96, so I would have been still young, but I, I, I think that's the one because uh, I don't think it was. Maybe maybe it was this one. This is 99. That that, that seems to line up a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now this is definitely it. This is the one.
1: You are oh, yeah. my fire. The one desire believe. when I say I want it that way
0: Okay, can I just tell you when I was in high school I was falling in love every other day. I mean from middle school on I could give you a list of names that I was just I was falling in love every other day right I'm listening to Greece. At home and Barry Manilow, right? This is my mom. I forgot about that. My mom was a huge Barry Manilow fan. Okay. We used to listen to this at the house quite a bit.
1: Keep it going. In the night. The night Just
0: Let's try to day. skip a little bit. Oh,
1: will you kiss me and
0: stop me from, from shaking? Today. And I need you today, oh, Mandy. Right? I didn't even know a Mandy, okay? I knew an Amanda, but you listen to Barry Manilow, You're falling in Love, this is this is the life I'm living. Okay, my my parents had joint custody of me, so every, joint custody of me. So this is how my life went. Every other week, my every other weekend, my dad would pick me up at school on Friday. So my dad had two days to try to get some manliness in me and try to try to you know uh, he would have me out picking up rocks, baling hay, building barbed wire fences. I'm getting all cut up, and then I'm going back home singing Barry Manilow. You know what I mean? So. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. So this is this was a transition right into right into all of these songs that I'm listening to. And here we are. Uh, you know, I'm going around, I'm listening to stuff like this. I want to think of a couple of other 90s hits. Um, but but um, oh, here's one. Um, oh man, I'm loving this. I'm having such a good time with this. Here was another one around that time that I was really into. All right, I'm, I'm transitioning from country into this world, into 90s pop. Oh, I got one. I got one. This is going to be a memory. If you can see my arms, I'm I'm directing a symphony right now. Okay. All right, I'm just going to say this one. Um, uh, Okay, I'm just going to play this. I can't even, I can't even, here we go. We're talking 90s here, baby, 90s. I'm singing, I'm, I'm ready to sing this song to women, and I'm not going anywhere.
1: All we need is candlelight, you and me, and the bottle. I
0: of probably wine. didn't drink wine until I was 25.
1: Uh, well, we know I'm going away, and how I wish I wish it were so. So take this wine and drink with me. And let's delay our misery.
0: Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll be gone. tomorrow I'll be gone, guys. Tomorrow I'll be gone. But you know what? I wasn't. I never went anywhere. I went. I graduated from the same school system. I went to the same school system my entire life. I was not going anywhere. But I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, no, I wish I was going somewhere, and I wish I had a date so I could sing her this song. So, this is the kind of thing that I, that the, this is where my life is at, right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing this transition. I have all these conflicting things going on, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm going from a, from, you know, this was the type of stuff I was listening to on, on my own before, before I got my own car. Okay, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm listening to. And I'm going from that to Eagle Eye Cherry. And there's a lot of confusion happening in my brain. I'm trying to figure things out, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to date. But also like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to date multiple women, right? I'm not trying to be anything other than like, I'm trying to experience the world here. And I'm learning things. It took me a long time to figure things out. And I don't even know that I have them figured out now. But I got it figured out more so now than I did. But You know, I'm doing all these things and there's a lot of conflict going on in my brain, and my life. And then I, you know, I start, I'm reading a Charles Manson book. People are starting to get worried about me. And then I buy this Beatles album and I start listening to it and I listen to Helter Skelter and immediately I'm like, I don't like this. And then I start listening to other Beatles songs and I'm like, I don't like this either. But then I really dig in there and I start to find that the Beatles, The White Album, is is country. Now, the first song back in the USSR, I don't care for it that much. It's okay. Uh but once you get into the next one, then you hit the next song, Dear Prudence. Soft acoustic guitar, I imagine. So, how is Deer Prudence not a country song? And then here's Glass Onion. I
1: told you about strawberry peel.
0: All right, already we're talking about you know, fruit fields. Okay, then we got Oblade, oh, oh, Da." Everybody knows that. Wild Honey Pie. Okay, all right, all right. Now, here we go. From Wild Honey Pie, we go into this is where it really starts to get country. Bungalow Bill. Little Spanish, little Hispanic. In there. Hey bum the low bill what did you kill Talking about shootin'? Hey bum the low bill what did you kill on the
1: low bill when the tiger hunting with his elephant gun?
0: Okay, so you got that. My guitar gently weeps bit of a bluesy well definitely a bluesy song and what's country country's the white man's blues we all know that happiness is a warm gun one of my favorites of the beatles altogether she's not
1: a girl who misses much
0: oh yeah right here
1: with the touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a window pane. A man in the crowd With the multicolored mirrors On his hobnail boots Lying with his eyes While his hands are busy Working overtime A soap impression of his wife Which he ate and donated To the National Trust
0: Okay, wow Martha my dear, totally country. I'm so tired one of my favorites very country. Blackbird super country Piggies country. Rocky Raccoon is the most country of country songs
1: now, somewhere in the Black mining hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky
0: Raccoon. Okay, that's totally country. Don't pass me by little piano. In fact, Rocky Raccoon, Don't Pass Me By, and the next song. My favorite three songs in a row.
1: I listen for your footsteps, coming up the drive.
0: Okay, also a good one. Why Don't We Do It In The Road? One of my favorites of all time, and that's about all he says the whole song. I don't know if you've heard it.
1: Don't we to do it in the road.
0: what's he talking about doing i don't know whenever anybody hears do it they think sex they automatically think sex you're talking about doing it and you're like well okay let's do it and uh, (laughs) and but i don't know maybe he's talking about peeling a banana maybe he's talking about playing soccer maybe he's talking about starting a fire who knows maybe he's talking about driving maybe somebody's driving in the ditches and he's like you know what why don't we do it in the rub?" uh then there's a song and uh, just looking at the titles it's pretty interesting you have why don't we do it in the road and then the next song is called i will and then the next song is called julia why don't we do it in the road i will julia and uh very country julia very country birth and then and then after julia uh you get into the second album of the beatles white album and again, birthday. I'm not a big fan of the first song, but this one.
1: Yes, I'm lonely. Wanna die? Yes, I'm lonely.
0: And I know that this podcast has been a very music-heavy podcast, right? But I don't. Uh, but I'm just trying to share. This with you, I mean, but this, I recommend listening, just going and listening to this album full way. I saw something on Facebook today that I are really related with, and I think this is important. Um, What we do nowadays is we don't listen to stuff, right? Music is in such abundance, and it's so easy. We don't listen to it, right? I mean, I remember, um, you know, when I was – I don't know 19 I joined the army right and I joined the army and I was going to get a huge signing bonus uh, huge to me at the time anyway and so I started spending all the savings that I had on other stuff because I was like well I'm about to go to the army and I'm about to make a bunch of money so I'm gonna start spending it so I spent a bunch of money and then um, I bought a two-disc Bob Dylan Song and I had never really listened to Bob Dylan either. And I bought this and I thought, well, what a shame. I'm going to the army and I've just now discovered Bob Dylan. I bought uh, uh, a greatest hits, which I still believe is the best way to listen to Bob Dylan. I mean, you can fight me over that if you want, but I, I think he's got a lot of albums with a lot of garbage on there. I do enjoy Bob Dylan, but he's got a lot of garbage out there. I can't even find the greatest hits on Spotify. So I don't know, but I bought Bob Dylan and I was just like, wow, this guy is great. It's amazing, right? So um I don't know why I started talking about Bob Dylan, but um why did I start talking about Bob? but anyway, I was I was joining the army and I was going to get a lot of money and and oh, oh, this is why. And and the internet wasn't around at the time, right? So again, it was like you buy an album and no matter what, you've spent the money on that album now. And you're like, you don't want to toss it to the side. Spotify now, I can listen to 30 seconds of every song and go, nah, that album sucks. But back then, I was like, no, I got to get into it. And I would really listen. And then I did the same thing with the Janis Joplin greatest hits. And then, you know, I would listen to so much classic rock. I was just tearing it up. And then, you know, you, you, you reach certain points where you're like, what else is there to listen to? What other classic rock is there? And then I found Neil Young, and I just it, – it the same thing. I remember the trailer I lived in uh, from 19 to 21 in Alabama. I – because I lived in a trailer park until I was 14. Then we moved out, and then I moved back when I was 19 and on my own. And I remember always this time of year, this time of year minus the coronavirus – I would sit in that trailer, I would let the windows up because it was like the, the the wind could come through and it just felt perfect. I was dating a girl at the time and she would come over to the trailer and we would listen to Jack Johnson, which the first Jack Johnson album, actually the first two are really good, but the first Jack Johnson album, really good. I don't know if you've, if you listened to it or not, I'm going to play one from it. Just, just one of my favorites off, off the original Jack Johnson album. Uh, but brush file, brush fire fairy tales, right? And uh, let's see. Um, uh, oh, oh man. Oh uh. uh, yeah, you remember this, right? Early two thousands.
1: said it's all right well, you make it up next time i know she knows it's
0: not oh that song really takes me back that's gonna make me emotional uh but i was listening to that and then i was listening to janice joplin and i would i would i just remember we would we would let the windows up the uh the The wind would come through; it would feel good. There was a lot of trees around, and it was just shady and and windy and 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 we would listen to it, and then it just it just would um, it just would feel so good. And I would just listen and listen to these songs, and I, I didn't it it wasn't like today. Like I would listen, and I, and I just really would take it in, and it felt good. And nowadays we just we just we just toss a song away. This was one of my favorites too, Janis Joplin. Still my favorite when the when the when the cold weather's gone and the heat finally starts to roll in. It just makes me oh. Amazing. So I would listen to these songs, and 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 I would just I just would tear them up. I mean, the Bob I had a. This will tell you something. I had a I had a a, a, a CD player in my house, which I bet no one has now. Uh, a physical CD player, and I had a three disc changer in there, and we I would have one Bob Dylan CD, one Janis Joplin CD, and then I had a mixtape that had some Guns and Roses songs on it. Uh, one of them being November Rain. And, uh, I would just let it rotate and we would, we would, I had have, I would have buddies over and, and, and girls over and we would just dance, not like booty dancing. We would just dance in there. And then it was just, just amazing. You know, I had the classic posters of that era. I had, uh, you know, I had a Jim Morrison. I had a, uh, had a, uh, Salvador Dali. I had a Kurt Cobain, you know, I had that kind of stuff hanging up and, uh, you know, we would just dance around the trailer and it was just a beautiful time. But w- what really just kept it going was music. We always had music going that we really enjoyed. And music today just feels so cheap and just so like, I don't even know what's happening with it. You, you know, one of the, one of, one, one song that, that I felt like had an opportunity to be good. Um, but it's like it's it's the guy singing it that you you just um, I I don't know even know if I can find it, um, but it was just that song. Um, I don't know. I I'm just gonna say it. I, I just wanted to play it and and not have to say the name out loud, but. Um, Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm just going to play a little bit of this. I felt like this song had an opportunity to be good, but it's just like knowing the person singing it and I'm like, I don't know. I can't buy it. You don't, nothing about you is really selling this to me.
1: For all the times that you ain't on my parade, and all the clubs you get in using my name, you think you broke my heart, oh girl, for goodness sake.
0: Right. Okay. So like this song sounds good, but it also sounds so formulaic. It sounds like they've really just figured it. And it's like, do I think a girl broke Justin Bieber's heart? Absolutely not. I don't even, you know, and and I don't think it's his fault. But it's like, when you've been famous for that long, do you even what's even going on with you? Do you have the same feelings as other people have? And I don't mean that to cut him down. Of course, he has feelings. But (laughs) do, do you have the same ones as everybody else at that point? And So you know, just sitting down and just taking in music, not looking at your phone while it plays, not not doing something else while it plays, but just listening to it and just hearing it. It just that's something that's gone now. I I just don't think people do that anymore. I mean, like remember the time. I mean, if you're too young, maybe you're too young, and it's and it's not fair for me to you know try to put this on you, but. There was a time when cell phones didn't exist. There was even a time when cell phones existed, but there was nothing to look at on them. You would just make calls with them. And we didn't have a thing that was in our pocket all the time that we could pull out and look at whatever we wanted. I have four or five social media apps that I can kill an hour easily just checking notifications. And But there was a time when that didn't exist. It wasn't that you were trying to keep it away from you. It didn't exist you didn't take pictures with your phone, couldn't scroll through your own photos. You couldn't text with people. You had to call them if you wanted to talk. I remember I had a, I mean, it seems cliche, but I had a little black book. It was a little black notebook and it wasn't just filled with girls' numbers. I mean, and if there were girls' numbers in it, chances are they wouldn't answer when I called, uh, but uh, some of them did. But uh, that reminds me, uh, this is, a, this is a, one of my favorites, this song. It's a country song, but I, I always love this one. Uh let's see if I can get to the here it is. Right. That's Sawyer Brown. I love that. And uh, so I had this little black book, It had all my friends numbers in it. I mean, and, and I would call them and I would talk to them. i would go over to their house. I remember when I moved into the house, I had a friend down the street named John Strickland. I would just walk down to John's house and his mom was super cool. And John would steal cigarettes from his mom. And we would smoke cheap cigarettes out there and, and drink probably warm beer and, uh, uh, and do other things. And uh, it just... It was a simpler time, and I mean, you know, part of my hope with, you know, if something comes out of this coronavirus thing that we're dealing with right now, it's that we would begin to appreciate the more simple things in life. I mean, uh, you know, my podcast can't go out if the internet is not around, but I mean, there's a part of me that like if the internet went out, we would be sad for a little while and then suddenly... The boredom would overtake us, and we would begin to do things we I brought a radio the other day that just has batteries and an antenna, and I' just been listening to the radio while I paint the garage and It's just like the idea that we could just go back and you know obviously we don't want to go back in time. This is not a a reminiscent th- it's like just go back to a simpler place where we're not fighting with each other on on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, I, I made a tweet today about how when I was growing up, my dad would use a Coke. He would pour a Coke on the battery corrosion in my car, let that battery eat the corrosion, let the Coke eat the corrosion off the battery. Then he would hand me the rest of the Coke and go, here, drink this, right? And Somebody tweeted like, hey, why don't you send that to Mr. Trump and tell him that's the miracle cure for coronavirus and he'll talk about it. It's like, why are we so obsessed with politics that we can't let anything not be about politics? I mean, I remember we used to never talk about the president at all. And everything that we did wasn't like, oh, the president sucks. It's like in this time when we like could use each other's comfort could use each other's uh you know friendship just can we not do politics right now it's like it's unbelievable even in this time it's like uh you know like the world is dealing with this pandemic and all i hear is that it's the president's fault (laughs) it's like how can it be his fault when all countries are dealing with this. And even that statement that I just made, there's a million people out there who are ready with an answer why it's his fault. And that is not the point of the statement. The point of the statement is to let's let it go. Try to live your life. Try to spend one day of your life not in anger about something. Just let it go. Now you 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 have time to spend with your loved ones. You have time to to cut costs because you're not bringing money in, and you find creative ways to spend your time. Listen to some music. Put on an album. Put on one of your favorites. Put on something light. Uh, You know, uh, this is a this is I'm going to play another. And I'm not lecturing people. I'm just I'm trying to inspire, and I'm trying to say, hey, maybe out of this we can find something good. And this was another song. We used to listen to this all the time (laughs) in in the trailer. Me and one particular friend, his name was Jared, and uh, he brought over these CDs and he loved it. my joke that i have where i say uh, i say you know i used to be listen to Enya a lot in the early 2000s living in a trailer doing some drugs getting paranoid in the day in the daytime i said i tore up some many blinds in there I, you can go from side to side quick in a trailer checking many blinds now i had a friend he stayed at my house for a little while. He was, you know, he was doing some drugs, and he just needed a place to stay. And he was listening to this album. I would go to work, and then I would come back, and he would be there, and he would be so paranoid. He's like, "I'm so happy you're home." He's like, "I've been going back and forth all day checking these blinds," and uh, it's just hilarious to me. He was the inspiration for that joke, and um, and he loved Enya, and I loved Enya too. Uh, I was dating a girl for a little while. We used to listen to Enya and Make Out all the time. and uh, And so it's like music is great when you just really just live it, experience it. Classical music, jazz music, blues. I mean go back, listen to the old stuff, the new stuff, a lot of it. Not all of it. A lot of people are making good new music too. But so much new music is just hollow and empty and there's nothing to it. I would go back to the old stuff. I would go back and listen, listen to the blues, listen to, uh, listen to, uh, listen to uh, uh, Jack Johnson, and just, you know, just really take it in. And follow me on social media, and I'll try to keep it happy for you.
1: and calorie shells crushed beneath those
0: feet and also uh you know Jack Johnson reminds me so much of Charleston he really makes me think of Charleston and uh I love living there I lived in Charleston for 10 years and just what a great place the, the the when I visited for the first time I visited with my friend Joey Tomlinson and we went up there and we visited and uh I saw these girls selling Italian ice out on the streets and they were so attractive I was like this is where I want to live and that's why I ended up moving there. Not not just that. It's also a beautiful city. And then uh, Joey's dad drove us down to Folly Beach. And I walked out. And on Folly Beach, they had the – I don't know what they were called, but these concrete things that went out into the ocean. And I think it was – I don't know what it's called, but I think it was to keep the sand from completely eroding away. And I walked out onto this and the and the waves were coming in and they would go around. It felt like a like a pier, but it it wasn't a pier at all. But it felt like that because the water was coming up around us. And I remember I stood there on those and I just thought, you know, this is where I want to live. And throughout my time, I went to that very spot many times when I lived there. And one time I went out onto this And I took a camera. I had an old nine millimeter camera and I was trying to take some photos. I never could get it to work really well. And I, I went out there and I was just hanging out there and this old man came up to me and uh, he, he, he asked, he was talking to me for a while and he asked me, he was a creepy old dude. Uh, At the time I was reading a little bit of a Charles, Charles Bukowski poems. And this guy made me think of a Charles Bukowski type character. And he, uh, he asked me, did I want a beer? and i was like sure i'll take a beer and he goes into his apartment and he and he gets one beer and brings it to me he doesn't have a beer with me he he brings me a beer and i'm like okay so i drank it and uh and then unopened and uh, he uh then brought out some like old like playboy magazines and gave me a magazine <laughs> i was like okay dude <laughs> and uh, And, uh, and then he kept trying to get me to come into his apartment. I was like, nah, that's okay. And then I ended up, you know, getting out of there. What a weirdo. But I just remember I kept going to that concrete spot throughout my time. And then they refurbished the beach where they pumped in a bunch of sand and brought it and, 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 you know, redid the beach and that sand covered that cement thing. And it took a while for it to come back. And then when I moved from Charleston, I went out to that spot and I stood on that spot for a little while before I left and just thought about, you know, I lived on Folly for a while and I just, you know, spent some time out there just thinking about my time in Charleston. And it's just just good to take time to listen to things, to think about things, to just let your mind think, to just process. We take in so much information that we just don't have time to process anything anymore, and I think during this time where where you have to be at home, don't look at it as a time of "I have to be here. I'm trapped. This is terrible." Look at it as a time. Now, again, before I say, I want to I want to say I, I realize that a lot of people are going to be hurting financially, and and I I realize that's a different strain, but to the best of your ability. Try to take this opportunity as, hey, this is a chance for me to slow down. This is a chance for me to really take a moment and just reflect on my life. And, you know, the rat race of life can sometimes get us really out of whack and get us in a place where we're stressed and we're tired. Just try to appreciate the time off. Sometimes forced time off is what we all need. Maybe the whole world needs just a, just a chance to set back and take it easy. And, and don't worry, I think a lot of the financial burdens for people are going to be relieved because the, the government, I think, understands that we can't shut down every business and expect people to survive. So if anything, that that's my message. Uh, I'm going to try to do more podcasts and I'll try to be a little more organized, but I hope you had fun listening to music today with me. And, um, you know, I'm on social media uh share my podcast uh the more shares it gets uh the more people more shares and likes and comments my podcast gets the more it reaches people the more views i get honestly the more encouraged i am to do the podcast when i know people are really listening uh it makes me feel good and it makes me want to do it more um and um so send me some feedback let me know let me know topics you want covered let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about and uh i appreciate you tuning in Thank you very much, and we're having a good time.
1: I got it. Strangers framed an exciting change in my butcher's blend A symbol on the ceiling with the flick of a switch Yeah, my newfound hero in the enemy's did, With yeah. Well, somebody, something was left in the room And now that it's gone, well, of course we are so Somebody else needed something so bad They took everything somebody had, losing hope is easy, when your only friend is gone, and every time you look around, well it all, it all just seems to change. Was left and it's never the same. Next time that you shoot, make sure that you aim. Open windows with passing cars. Brand new night with the same old stars. Losing hope is easy when your only friend is gone. And every time you look around Well, it all, it all just seems to change Feed the fool A piece of the pie Make a fool of his system Make a fool of his mind Give him bottles of lies And maybe he'll find His place in heaven Cause he might just die Losing hope When your only friend Is gone And every time You look around Well it all It all Just seems to change But hanging on Is easy When you've got A friend to call When nothing's Making sense at all You're not the only Who's afraid of change